0: Yvonne, take charge! Welcome in to the Bro 4 Squad podcast, where we're just a bunch of bros drinking beer and talking movies. This is episode 149, and I'm your host, the Mayor, Jeff Hornacek. Thank you guys so much for checking us out for the movie discussion. Very special episode tonight, as you can tell from the title. We have a championship on our hands. But before we get into that, let's go around first and meet the fellow bros... And we begin in the lab with the mad scientist, Brian Banner. Now, Banner, I know your March Madness bracket has gone to shit, but how's your Bro Four Squad Movie Madness tournament bracket looking this year? Which you probably had more money on than the actual March Madness, right?
1: Yeah, so I don't know if this says more about my college basketball knowledge or my love for bad movies, but I did way better in the college basketball bracket. I don't... these bad movies, man, they're not that bad. What is wrong with you? I don't know.
0: It is kind of annoying that you have actually in real life a really good bracket right now.
1: I do have a really good really? bracket.
0: Really? Right His is really good. I think he has yeah. like three of the four Final Four teams.
2: How? Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, Michigan lost,
2: so I only, I only had I got two of the four. Baylor and Gonzaga. Of course. Yeah. No kinda Houston. Of I mean, come on! No one watched a Houston basketball game this year.
0: Dude, how annoying is the guy? Is any guy out there that had UCLA right now?
2: Every person.
0: It's, it's like shut the fuck up. You so, didn't know you probably on accident. You probably thought they had Kareem still.
1: And it doesn't count if you go to that school because you always make a bracket where you unrealistically cool, put your cool schools. Jerseys in college
2: basketball, probably though.
0: I mean, they're pretty
2: fly. They're yeah. Pretty badass, honestly. I the,
0: like, the like cursive script. It, it fucks uh speaking of people who fuck our enforcer in the paint matt geiger now matt it's that time of year when the grass is turning green and summer's just around the corner so i have to ask it's basically enforcer season what's your favorite warm weather activity to participate in while getting in a fight with someone golf barbecue combination of both
2: canasta uh definitely uh, barbecues i don't fight too much because usually i'm the one you know, commanding the barbecue. Golf is definitely the greatest sport to fight at. It's awesome because it's a bunch of guys that used to fight back in their twenties, could still fight a little bit in their thirties, but can't fight at all in their forties, but still will try to fight. And I love to, um, usually shove Nate Thurman when he won't give me the four foot putt inside the leather too. I mean, it's a gentleman's game. I'm told.
0: You're going to make me, you're going to make me hit this. Come on, Nate.
2: Especially when he crosses his arms and just walks away. Like, he's just like, yeah, you got to putt that out. I'm not going to say anything.
0: Uh, like with him, you just try to pick it up. You don't even say anything and see if he'll <laughs> call you on your
2: bullshit. <laughs> really? We'll be here all day. I'm willing to wait. It's it's better when, you know, like, uh, Banner, who plays golf like three times a year, has like a six-foot putt. It's like, I'm going to pick this up. I never miss this. I'm like, well, you, you don't play that much. He's like, yeah, but I never miss it. So I'm going to pick it up.
1: Yeah. yeah, but... Look, the one thing: if you never, sh- if you never take the shot, you never miss. Right. It's
2: just logic,
0: right there. All right. Well, here on the Bro Four Squad podcast, we start every episode off with the most important thing in any bro's life, and that is Chest Day. Our Chest Day today, as you could tell from the title, we have reached the final four and the championship matchup of our worst sequels ever, Movie Madness Tournament bracket. Now, at the top of this description,
2: what? We've Why? Who, uh, whose stoner idea is this? I love it, but <laughs> The
0: problem is we don't have anyone on this pod to say no to bad ideas Like there's no person here that checks those at the door they just We need get... an
1: intern I've been saying it for years
2: Banner, we can't offer anything College credit, definitely not money Like Michael Scott at the job fair We can't offer you college credit, but it's a really fun place to work Air Force, yeah. who wants to do that? HR Block, that? but I'm sure what they do Like
0: shitting on everyone else. He just has a blank piece of paper. Anyway, it's the worst sequels ever movie madness tournament. Today we are going to recap the final four matchups, which you guys voted for on Twitter. And if you click the link at the very top of the description here, whether you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube, you can see the bracket. So Before we live score the finals and find out what is the worst direct movie sequel of all time, again, we're not including a part three, prequels, or uh, legacy reboots. Banner, why don't you recap uh, what happened in the two Final Four matchups, and then we have some uh, fun tweets that people send in to us we want to read as well.
1: So, in our first Final Four matchup, we had Mortal Kombat Annihilation going up against Independence Day Resurgence, which this... This is two haymakers going at each other right here. This was basically the championship, I think. I I think so. I do. I really do. Uh, Mortal Kombat took it. 63-37. Um, Mortal Kombat's just a force to be reckoned with right now. They they got hot at the right time.
2: It, or cold at the right time, depending on how you look at this tournament. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's been so confusing. I don't Sub-Zero. know who's won and who's lost. A technically. Pun there
2: for you. Nice.
0: The interesting uh, comparison here is, okay, so Mortal Kombat Annihilation is just a piece of shit from top to bottom. It looks like trash. It sounds horrible. Uh, It makes no goddamn sense. Independence Day Resurgence, I think, had ideas of being a competently made film and just falls flat in every facet. So it's like, what are the fans really grading here? And apparently just overall shittiness, not shittiness versus what were you actually able to achieve. Like, if you look at the budget... I think it's probably 200 million for Independence Day Resurgence. I'm not happy with the product that I got if I'm the studio.
2: This is Independence Day Resurgence. It was to start the NFL season, probably a 10 and 16 that would get into the wild card, maybe do some noise in the playoffs. Week two, they lose their quarterback. And instead of just closing up shop and just fucking busting and trying to get a top two pick to get an O lineman to save their quarterback next year, they actually try to make the playoffs with their backup quarterback and it just doesn't fucking work. It's pretty much what happened.
0: Yeah. And now you end up 7-9 and nine and picking 17th in the draft. Yeah. <laughs> and then,
2: yeah, and then they get nobody, and the quarterback's pissed because they're like, dude, there's no receivers, there's no linemen that I want that high in the draft.
0: But they have Liam Hemsworth, Matt. The analogy that doesn't really make sense anymore, but he was in the movie, and he sucked. Yeah,
1: because he's like a third string. I would say he's the third best actor of the Hemsworth brothers. He's he
2: the Jeremy Giombi of acting? Oh my god, what a an <laughs> Where they just keep giving him chances because his brother's good? Like, why? Yeah, because there's like, I got? don't
0: know. Maybe some of this is genetic, and he just keeps proving to them, no, it's not, it's not, trust me. So he's the Jeremy Jambi of acting. Is, yeah. <laughs> Very well put. Jeremy Jambi's at home drunk off his ass going like, actually, What the fuck did I sense. do? I
2: was in Moneyball, kind of. Guy played
0: Sorry, me. Sorry, I could lay off a slider low and away, so sue me. Uh, We got a tweet from Chris Dofar, which I love this guy's Twitter handle. It's K-R-E-A-S-D-O-F-A-R, who says, see, I'm impartial to this election and cannot vote. It's like North Korea. While Mortal Kombat Annihilation was horrible, especially with Bark and Ben Clancy Brown, they recast Raiden with this guy who kind of looked like Clancy Brown. Like if you squinted, you were like, is that fucking Clancy Brown? He says, I couldn't bring myself to watch Independence Day Resurgence. The first one is a staple of my childhood, and I couldn't live with the disappointment. That's really what a lot of this bracket is, is do you want to watch the movie and ruin the original? And sadly, in most cases, we have done it.
2: There's a new one coming. Is it on HBO, right? Yeah. HBO Max. Is it on it now?
0: No, they just pushed it back a week, so I think to space it out from Godzilla vs. Kong, so I think it's in two weeks. You got to let... Godzilla vs. Kong breathe like a Cabernet. Because <laughs> that's what it is.
2: Let those tannins mellow. I feel so sorry for a lot of the bros listening to us trying to pitch Godzilla vs. Kong to their wives right now. Let's just watch it. Let's give it a chance. It could be cool.
0: The chick from Stranger Things is in it. Is I don't there like any Str-
2: woman that has any interest in watching that? Oh, man.
0: I'm trying to think of the deals husbands are having to make with their wives <laughs> to get that put on TV. Like, what are you giving up on Saturday? Like you're how, many, at how many months
2: of dishes are, is our are dude's doing right now? I tried to pitch it to my wife because uh, we're going on our first date since the kid was born this Saturday. I was like, "Godzilla vs Kong is in the theaters." She's like, "Yeah, or we could just you know go to a bar and talk and hang out and dr- I was like, "Yeah, we could do that too." I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yes. What you can do is get her drunk first, and then just sneak
0: her into the movie. It can't I actually.
2: I, I thought it'd be cooler going with you guys and wearing our USA gear since Godzilla is kind of probably, what is he, Chinese or Japanese and Kong's from the United States. So we yeah, just keep chanting USA every time Kong knocks him out, <laughs> clapping <laughs> at each you. other. I'm out of
0: town this weekend, but I'm in next weekend. Fuck, I'll drive. <laughs>
2: like we have to wear, to stand u- up to COVID. We
0: have <laughs> to wear, USA gear. basketball tanks with no undershirts is what we have to wear.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Obviously.
0: Muscles out. All right, so uh, it's Mortal Kombat Annihilation advancing to the championship to potentially be the worst movie sequel of all time. But, Banner, it has some stiff competition. Why don't you tell us who it's going to be facing based on our so, other Final format?
1: Our other Final Four matchup, we've got Son of Mask versus Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Another... Uh, this is about the same as the last one. We got sixty-seven, thirty-three. Son of Mask, moving on. Uh, personally, can't say I'm too surprised by this. I'm actually surprised Transformers is even still in the tournament.
0: Yeah, we'll bring this up in a second. But uh, Matt knows this. Superstars are what win in March. And Son of the Mask's lead actor is Jamie Kennedy. So in a Worst Movies Ever tournament... I mean, that's a big-time bell cow that you can give the ball to 30 times and feel good about your chances.
2: But it's not like Mortal Kombat Annihilation has any A-listers. And the ones they almost kind of did have, they didn't even return, I don't think.
0: No. Well, my (laughs) point was that Jamie Kennedy is so horrible in this movie that it's tough to beat them. Yeah, absolutely. Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen, I think it actually gets, it kind of gets just drowned in how blah the rest of the Transformers series was. Because people like, I mean, it's bad, but it's probably not even my least favorite Transformers movie by a, a long shot.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that, I think that it looks a lot worse because they kept on going. I think if they would have stopped at three, yes, it would have been the worst of the franchise. Or, but it wouldn't have been that bad. And so still of the story, you saw
2: Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox. You didn't right. have to get Wahlberg in there and Anthony Hopkins. Oh,
0: my God. Wait, I got a lot of Anthony Hopkins thoughts later on in the pod here. <laughs> Before time. Uh, two tweets we got on this one. Another one from Chris Dofar, who says, Knowing Son of the Mask was in the running, a blowout was expected. Even if the brackets included not direct—this is a crazy statement, but I agree—not direct sequels or prequels, meaning we're getting into, like, parts four and five, I'm sure it'd end up in the finals. Saying it's bad is an understatement. Guys, I had seen this movie in a long time. I think I saw it on TBS one day. I rewatched a four-minute clip of it today on my lunch break, and that itself was even hard to get to while I was half paying attention.
2: Isn't it more about the dog—
0: it's a little bit about the dog, but Alan Cumming plays Loki in the movie, who the mask is actually a creation of. And Bob Haskins, who's Mario from the Mario movie and in Who Framed wow, Roger Rabbit. Wow, there's actually Loki
2: right? in the movie. Yeah,
0: and Bob Haskins plays Odin.
2: Huh. Wow.
0: So, yeah. So the whole, yeah, Alan was, Cumming, I just, of course, is... You don't is,
2: watch this once a year. Yeah. It's not my, not my cup of
1: tea. <laughs> If
0: you go read the beginning of the plot on Wikipedia, and we'll talk about this probably more in the championship, but it says Ben Stein reprises his role from the original mask. I was like, what the fuck? He's in the first mask? For like 30 seconds. Yeah, he's in it
2: for a second. He's the guy that talks about Loki.
0: He does the same thing in the sequel.
2: Um, But wasn't the movie poster the dog with the mask on?
0: Yeah, the dog is what brings the mask to Jamie
2: Kennedy. And is Jamie Kennedy... He's not Jim Carrey's son. Oh, no.
0: Why would you think that? Oh, because the movie's fucking titled that. Yeah, that has nothing to do with
2: it. Stanley Ipkiss.
0: It's so fucking stupid. Uh, And then another tweet we got was from Cody at Cody64813838. He said, I saw Son of the Mask in theaters, so I know it's bad. And Cody, God bless your soul. I don't believe Cody.
1: Is everything is There's everything? No piano? way that
2: movie is in theaters. <laughs> no way.
0: Yeah, that just seems like a recipe to that, purposely. That
2: had money. to be. I I've heard some shit in my life, but that's a lie. There's that that movie is straight to VHS. There's no fucking way they thought that that could work in theaters.
0: <laughs> Matt's like from Step Brothers. Cody, I'm saying this out of love. Fuck you.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: no way. <laughs> that's the type of movie where like we'd go see something else but i don't know when it came out like oh four but we would walk into that theater and just before the movie starts walk to the front of the auditorium and say to everyone you guys need help like, like why are you here are... yeah what's going on is everything okay at home don't answer that i know it's
2: I the eighth graders in the back row hoping they get an hj like why are you guys here
0: yeah that's the only one who makes sense I missed that, like trying to figure out which movie would be the least crowded to go with your 8th grade girlfriend.
2: Yeah, just so maybe she'll blow you in the back room.
0: And you're thinking, like, son of mask, I mean, that's a fucking lock. And then you show up in Cody's in the second row, like, why the hell am I here? So, who's <laughs> just lose?
1: No, Alright. So... <laughs> well, no.
0: I want you to say that, because I know you'll regret it.
1: No, it's fine. So, in the <laughs> finals, we have... Mortal Kombat Annihilation going Fuck. up against Son of the Mask. All right. Now, remember, those
0: scoring at home, live betting this on Bavada, this is a matchup of which movie is the worst. So it's a, essentially uh, a battle of futility. So here on the Broforce <laughs> Squad cri- podcast, we typically have five criteria that we do all of our movie reviews on. We're going to cull those down to three for the championship matchup. Each of us will score which movie is worse in the three criteria. That's a total of nine points. So the first person to receive five points is the winner which in this case is the loser and is crowned the worst movie sequel of all time. Now, the first category is the acting. Wait, and... are we
1: doing five categories or three categories?
0: No, we're still cause okay. just doing three because rewatchability, come on, that's not
1: fair. <laughs> yeah, and best scene, like that would require I have to watch more than 30 seconds of each
2: movie.
0: Yes, it would. And you both have
2: the best scene.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because it mercilessly ends. I never wanted to be waterboarded so bad in my life. All right, the acting and cast. Now, Matt, we'll go to you first. This is a tough one because neither of these movies return uh, the original cast, obviously, which is a huge problem with sequels. Although in Mortal Kombat's case, it's a little less defensible because there's really no big name actors in it originally. Like I, I understand not being able to get Jim Carrey to come back when he wanted to do Ace Ventura 2. Yeah. What's Mortal Kombat's excuse?
2: Uh I'm going to go with son of mass though. Um, and the reason why I think Mortal Kombat wins the acting and cast is just simply because of the way the movie's laid out. Um, it is a um, video game arcade game movie and I watched some of the uh, I watched some of this shit on YouTube this week. More so, Mortal Kombat's more about the fight scenes and the battle scenes, and they're not like terrible. Like, it's just the story and the plot that's fucking bad in this. But the action scenes are—I mean, they live up to the first one, some of them. So, so they're pretty fucking bad. Yeah, so they're—I mean, but <laughs> but but that's what you go into Mortal Kombat '90s, like, dude, I just want stupid action scene, fight scenes, or whatever. But man, fucking son of mask, I mean. Jamie Kennedy leading. If you say Jamie Kennedy's the lead, yeah, you I automatically, I, lose I don't even interest. need to hear the other movie.
0: Like on a good team, he's coming out of the bullpen, he's these guys opening day starter.
2: The dog is the best fucking actor in it <laughs> or actress. I don't know, I didn't, I don't know the gender. You didn't
0: check its genitals. Come on, dude. Let me just say so. Matt gives his point to Son of the Mask again. You don't want points in this matchup, think like golf, higher score, loses. I do think the fans did a great job getting this right just because I'm on IMDB, and th- these ratings are out of 10 stars. Son of Mask has a 2.2 with almost 53,000 ratings.
1: I'm not even mad about that. That's impressive to be that low. Uh, yeah.
0: And Mortal Kombat is at a 3.7 Mortal Kombat Annihilation, a 3.7 with almost 48,000 ratings. So this is these are probably the two worst fucking movies in this uh, racket. All right, Banner, uh, of these two films, which has the worst cast and uh, performances for you?
1: So when I went through and scored these, I decided my acting and cast, because honestly, I I haven't seen either one of these movies. I don't know that I've ever seen Mortal Kombat Annihilation, and I haven't seen Son of Mass since, I don't know, probably 10 years ago, like you said, on TBS. So can't really actually go on their performances, I do remember – sorry, Banner, to interrupt. I do remember one time in college, you and
0: I came home, and we had free HBO at our house for like three weeks. Dude, that was awesome. And we caught the last 15 minutes of Mortal Kombat Annihilation. But we were so drunk, we thought it was the first one. And we were like, dude, I don't remember it ending like this. And then we realized like two days later, because it was playing again, you were like, that wasn't the same Mortal Kombat movie we watched.
1: (laughs) I do remember that. Because we had free HBO, and we were so drunk,
0: we were about to call and order HBO. And Brent and Barry, our roommate, was like, no, you're not. Not because like, Mortal don't Kombat do Annihilation is on don't TV. Don't do it. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. I just That's had all right. A, the fans I knew would love that anecdote.
1: They, they needed that story. Um, so what I went off of was, how big of a fall did you go from your uh, original movie to your sequel? Like we said, Mortal Kombat didn't really have that much going for it. So going into Mortal Kombat Annihilation, that drop-off isn't that much. But you're going from Jim Carrey and Cameron Diaz to Jamie Kennedy.
2: Is there a bigger drop-off ever? Oh, boy. I, I love this because we talked about this in the first round, and it is. And I wish our fans could see Banner right now. He's in a rocking chair with his legs crossed and his hands over it. with the, it, it looks like like uh, Martha Stewart or somebody, Barbara Walters on 2020 is doing an interview after him, after he just had like discretions <laughs> with the secretary or something. But he's very serious right now. But this is serious shit. And that is a good point. How good was the first one? How big is the fucking drop? If the first one sucked, then how bad can the second one really be? But the first one was like, I wouldn't call The Mask a top 10 comedy, but I would call it a top 10 comedy of the 90s. It fell off big time. like
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
2: Get one of the actors, like Cameron I Diaz, wouldn't come back. Jim Carrey when it,
1: would. Come when back. it's saying Ben Stein returns, you know you have a problem. We got Ben Stein back though.
0: Dude, if I'm Ben Stein too, I'm like no one else coming back. You need to pay my guy top Apparently, dollar. Apparently,
1: somebody must have stolen his money,
2: so he needed the money to do this. God, that show is great. I didn't even know he's rich. Is he rich? No,
0: There's but as a kid, like you boy. buy into it. You're like, dude, this is crazy. He's like
2: putting up his own money for the prizes. Wow, the guy that was in Ferris Bueller for five minutes and the mask for five minutes is like the richest guy in the world. Who knew?
0: God, old people love to just say Bueller. I'm like, bro, I'm ignoring you. I heard you.
2: It was it was so
0: Banner, years great. ago. Banner, you say son of the mask is worth.
1: Son of the mask wins that point. Yes.
0: All right, so son of the mask is up two zero, uh, and I'm gonna have to agree with Geiger here. Because he brings up a really good point. So Mortal Kombat Annihilation, what do you actually... Like, for me to enjoy the movie, what do I need the cast to do, right? (laughs) First off, their faces are covered half the time. Second off, just do cool-ass kicks and shit, and I'm good. The mask, like, if you think about what made the first one so much fun, it's Jim Carrey being over the top, right? So it's really cringeworthy and hurts me when you watch Jamie Kennedy try to be... It was a fool's errand. I mean, he could not succeed. There's no chance. And then on top of that, he's Jamie Kennedy. Um, he's doomed from the start. It would be like uh, I'm trying to think of an. It would be like an NBA team like trading their superstar and they draft some dude 18th overall and they're like, "We need you to be him." He's like, "I can't. I'm a spot up shooter." Poor Jamie Kennedy and the Jamie Kennedy
2: went home and was like, "Dude, I know how to play this. I'm gonna tweak it a little bit, but it's gonna be great."
0: I read on the Wikipedia page today, which, by the way, it's short, but the Wikipedia page for Son of the Mask will just make you laugh like ten times in the first two paragraphs because it just describes how big of a fucking like why this movie was made. It's like it lost fifty million dollars, and you just say, "Well, no shit." (laughs) Jamie Kennedy has said he was unpleased with the final product. Like you think (laughs) I would hope so. You know, I don't really know what to tell you. Like Nelson Cruz saying he's uh, mad. Comment Rangers below.
2: It's let's say it's March thirteenth, twenty twenty, right now. Would you rather relive twenty twenty all over again or watch these two movies back to back?
1: Twenty twenty, dude. Not even a question. Not even Comment
2: below.
0: <laughs> Which one do you want to do? Um.
1: All right. So no, no beer or weed
2: to... either. You got to watch them sober. Oh wow. Yeah, definitely.
1: I'll take twenty twenty twice.
2: Complicates things.
0: Um, Son of the Mask is up three to nothing. That brings us on to the story and the plot. So, according to IMDb, let me read the plot synopses for both of these films. Son of the Mask from 2005, directed by Lawrence Guterman, probably the beginning and end of his career. Plot synopsis <laughs> says Tim Avery, Tim Avery, isn't that the guy from Making a Murder?
2: Stephen Avery. I'm Steven sure his name was one of his okay. brothers or cousins. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Damn it, that would have been awesome. Yeah. yeah
2: I don't know. Well, yeah. Get out
0: of for WrestleMania. <clears throat> All right, sorry, that threw me off. Tim Avery, an aspiring cartoonist, finds himself in a predicament when his dog, Geiger, stumbles upon the mask of Loki. Then, after conceiving an infant son born of the mask, so there's probably a mask sex scene, he discovers just how loony child raising can be. Oh, Jesus Christ. That was a bad plot synopsis. Can Mortal Kombat Annihilation sound worse, according to IMDB?
2: Did any of these, Jeff, instead of just giving you a plot synopsis, ask why? Like, <laughs> why do you want to know this?
0: It's it's like one of those uh, like escape rooms where when you click on a certain thing, it just says, we're just going to get you the help you need. He asked for the <laughs> plot synopsis. Mortal Kombat Annihilation says, A group of martial arts warriors have only six days to save the Earth from an extra-dimensional invasion. And I'm going to guess they save it at the very end of day six before we even get into it. So, Banner, we'll go to you first. The story and plot. Which of these sounds stupider? You're burdened with this.
1: Uh, Yeah, it's, it's a tough one because Mortal Kombat Annihilation essentially was just Mortal Kombat, right? Like, it's the exact same thing. But but taking
0: place on Earth now, which is way less cool.
1: Yeah, that's true. Instead of Outer World. Son of Mask tried too hard. Like, way too fucking hard. They could have stopped before he had a baby, right?
0: Well, that's the first five minutes of the movie, but yeah, they should have stopped then. Right,
1: and that's my point. (laughs) Uh... I think I'm going to go give the point to Mortal Kombat Annihilation merely because Son of Mass tried to be a story. Even though it didn't work, it at least tried. Mortal Kombat, which is not a f- indictment on the movie. It is what it is. It just said, hey, we're going to go out there and have... A- it's basically a motion picture of a UFC fight.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Makes sense.
1: So, I'm going to give a point to Mortal Kombat Annihilation for being worse, because Son of Mass tried.
0: Very fair. Yeah, Mortal Kombat Annihilation is probably one of the worst plots of this whole bracket, meaning there's just nothing there. It's just a series of fights, which, again, I get that's part of what makes the IP so good. But you take it out of Outer World, which is one of the more interesting parts of the universe, um, and just try and throw a countdown on the the framing device and it's really fucking stupid. So son of Mask is still up three to one. Geiger, for you, which story or plot is stupider?
2: I'm I'm giving the point to son of Mask again. Um I feel like I'm picking on it, but l- let's be honest, Mortal Kombat is a fucking arcade game. Like Banner said, it's basically just a fight tournament. It's a UFC tournament. That's it. They decided to make it a movie because us 90s kids would go see it coming up with the story there is no story at the arcade game or anything like that you just basically go to fight island and you're, you either die you're, you're or you
0: win. on to the next
2: yeah that's it um so coming up with the story the story that you just said jeff i'm like all right that makes sense that's fine yeah you i mean you got a time which you have to in any action movie like hey you got six days or 24 hours or whatever but son of mask I mean, imagine in that pitch meeting, like, well, and then after that, he has a kid, and oh, it gets wacky, because the kid is a mask now, like the little bait. Oh, I'm like, why, like, someone need to be like, why are we even doing this? Like, why There's are we a guy in the some room, new like- movie with Jamie Kennedy that, you know, is goofy or something like that, and make, you know, and I've been shitting on Jamie Kennedy a lot. Actually, I like a lot of the stuff he's in. He's usually like fourth or fifth build, but yeah. who knows, if you would have given him an original idea, I mean, he could have maybe... Had a Rob Schneider career for a while.
0: God, it's sad that that's, like, his ceiling. But you're <laughs> right. You're not wrong. Man, at a bar, like, hey, man, you're a victim of circumstance. I think you could have been, like, poor man's Rob Schneider. And Jamie McKinney's like, thanks, yeah, bro. Kids'
2: Choice of World award. It'll slime it's in everything, sl- the whole deal. I can see that in the future for you. You have that Just kind of it. potential. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: a great fucking line you have, that. Look, and I don't, look, I don't have to piss. I'm just trying to level with you. <laughs> um, alright, so Geiger gives his point to Son of Mask, which is now up 4 to 1. Another interesting thing, and I love when these mashups get this way. So I was looking at this, and I was like, alright, who can I punish for being longer than the other movie? And Son of Mask clocks in at an hour 34 minutes, and Mortal Kombat clocks in at an hour 35. So these things know you got to get us in and out. I'm yeah, not going to fuck Those are both us. good numbers. Yeah. <laughs> So I really can't indict either here. I will say this. I reread because it's been, you know, nine or ten years since I watched either of these movies. And if you're at home, just shut the fuck up. We're not going to rewatch these films right now. okay? (laughs) no, I'm not going to rewatch. Yeah, my mental health is in a fragile state. I'm not going to put on son of mass.
1: If
2: you do, though. Hey, you know, we're looking for an intern. So
0: exactly. We'd love to have somebody watch these movies. Like, tell me again what happened in that. (laughs) Um, But I was reading the plot to Son of Mask, and it's actually, like, the Loki stuff in the first act is actually kind of interesting with Alan Cumming. Like, Odin—now, again, it's all played for laughs, but Odin, played by Bob Hoskins, sends Loki to Earth to retrieve the mask because he says, like, basically it's fucked up humanity. Like, Jim Carrey wore it, and now this guy has it. And Loki—spoiler alert for Son of Mask—if you care, seek help, but also skip ahead 30 seconds— Uh, Loki kills Ben Stein in the opening scene, rips Ben Stein's face off, and puts it in a display in a museum to replace the mask. So there's some interesting stuff happening. Now, the movie's still a colossal train wreck, don't get me wrong. But if it has anything of an advantage over Mortal Kombat Annihilation, it might have a slightly better plot. So I'm going to go with Mortal Kombat Annihilation as having the worst plot. And the final score going into our last category which is the impact of each film, is four to two. Son of Mask is in the lead. And remember, being in the lead means it is on pace to be crowned the worst sequel of all time. So, lasting impact. Matt Geiger, what do you think? Son of Mask or Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Which (sighs) is worse?
2: I'm going to go... I'm going to give this point to Son of Mask. Because before this tournament, I totally forgot that was even a thing but i did know what mortal Kombat annihilation was <laughs> Sodom mask is actually really forgettable um i guess just because it makes no fucking sense in the story at all uh it is a comic movie kind of um but i totally forgot that movie even fucking existed until this happened and i actually i, I feel like ryan howard in the office he's like if i just left here everyone would forget i was here and i would forget too i forgot jamie kennedy was in it also
0: yeah it's beyond forgettable i think our brain uh just suppresses it like a childhood trauma basically all right well that will actually based on uh sorry I, it was
2: No, I should no pick the other one i um,
0: respect you for just scoring honestly Uh, So it's 5-2, to Son of Mask, it will be the worst movie sequel of all time. But Banner, more importantly, much more importantly, there's a spread in Vegas to cover, which is one and a half, Mortal Kombat Annihilation plus one and a half. Will they cover, or will Son of Mask cover for those who bet on them, which has the worst impact?
1: So I'm going to throw some stats at you guys real quick, okay? Love it. First, Mortal Kombat, the first one, $18 million to make. Okay. It yielded $125 million. Okay. Holy shit. Yeah. It's because there's sick people like us, those 90s kids that all went to the fucking
2: theaters and saw Dude, it. Dude, that movie was red hot, though, when it came yeah. out. I mean, oh, that was right. Yeah. Uh, th- th- these, are, these weren't fucking – Banner, these weren't um, video game movies that after they were hot 10 years later, they came out. I mean, Mortal Kombat, that was at its peak in 90s yeah.
0: Dude, people were probably, like, playing it in the arcade at the theater and then going to see it. That sounds so cool. It
2: wasn't Sonic that all kids now don't know what the fuck it is, and our age are like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool, but I have an eight-year-old kid. Why the fuck would I go see it? Yeah.
0: Also, making Mortal Kombat for $18 million sounds pretty cheap. Like, Goro, he looks like shit, but he also looks expensive as hell because they did it practically.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that, I mean, they got their money's worth, right?
0: Fourteen million of that was spent on Goro because they couldn't afford Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Until the
2: Rock plays Goro, it won't matter. It won't matter.
0: (laughs) Nothing will matter. Our marriages don't even matter.
1: Mortal Kombat Annihilation, thirty million to make. It Um, yielded. It yielded fifty-one point three million. It made a fucking profit. How?
0: Man, this, <sighs> like this is like the New York Mets GM. They're like, where the fuck did you spend that money? We have 55 wins. Like,
2: <laughs> what year was the second one come out? 97? 97, 97. yeah. So two years later, I was going to say inflation, but not in two fucking years. I don't think the president switched. Was that, no. <laughs> that makes no sense.
1: <laughs> so $12 million more to make the second one, but it still made $73 million less. Okay, let's look at The Mask and The Son of Mask. The Mask, $23 million to make, mm. which with all the CGI and yeah. stuff I could see, it made one or $352 million.
0: Holy yeah. shit, for a comedy in 94? That's pretty fucking good.
1: So then we've got 10 years later, right? How Dumb a Dumber make that? Fuck, that's a lot of money. In 2005, that's when Son of Mask came out. Mm -hmm. 10 years later we're like hey let's capitalize on jim carrey who's not even in the fucking movie we're also (laughs) this you guys are gonna shit yourselves 100 million dollar budget it must have been in theaters then
0: that's just totally irresponsible though from a studio you cannot spend 100 million dollars on that movie and none of that is going towards paying jim carrey that's warner brothers isn't it Right, uh, I don't know where to find that on IMDb, but keep
1: going, banner. I'll look it up. Son of Mask made 60 million dollars.
0: Wow, so it lost 40 million.
1: So it lost 40 million. So our discrepancies here it was 77 million dollars more to make, and it lost nearly 300,000 dollars.
0: Wait, $300,000? Three hundred
1: million, Excuse me. Oh yeah, I didn't. line cinema. I don't have enough page or uh, space on my page to write all the zeros. <laughs>
0: but I mean, that's fucking embarrassing. I think it, even bef- even if you didn't tell me the box office, you can't justify spending a hundred million dollars on this movie, and it doesn't include Jim Carrey and the few clips Or even that I re- Cameron
1: Diaz at that uh, at that point. Right.
0: Yeah, because you're not. You're uh-huh. getting Jamie Kennedy at bargain basement in five. Uh, because the few clips I watched were very CGI heavy But I just can't imagine it's that expensive What is Alan Cumming costing you in 05?
2: Okay Je- Jeff On the on the, on the the DVD at the very top In all bold letters From the director of Cats and Dogs If that doesn't get your dick hard Jamie Kennedy Alan Cumming Son of Mast, The Next Generation of Mischief And then a big PG So it's not even PG-13
0: Jesus Christ Christ. Matt, I I know Matt and I have joked about this for years, but I'm getting more and more serious. If you pay us each $70,000, we will just sit in your board meetings and just be like, don't do this. And I promise you, we will save you millions of dollars at the end of the year.
2: Okay. And to buy it on Google play free shipping, son of mask is 699. At Walmart, the mask and son of mask is three seventy four. <laughs> Jesus! So <laughs> keep half your money and get not only your shitty movie but a better movie, and just throw and the I shitty hear- one in the fucking trash,
0: dude. It's probably one of those shitty deals where it's on the same disc and you just flip Ugh. it over. No, it is.
2: Uh, the box is just the the movie uh, poster oh. split in half, which I fucking love.
0: Yes, I love those.
2: But it's like, listen, we can't get rid of this one, but I know you like this one. What if you just went to Walmart? Like, literally, I, I, I do not want this one. I'm going to throw it away. It's like, sir, you can do whatever you want once you buy it. But I, like, you have to take this one. Also, just, demand you know, 50% off.
0: When you buy this, there is, you will receive a phone call for a mental health screening. It's just part of the process. So just answer their questions, and they'll let you be on your way. So, Banner, uh, all that said, who do you give the worst impact to? Great stats, by the way. Thank you for pulling those.
1: So I'm going to, you have to go son of mask here. And one other point, why mortal Kombat annihilation wasn't so bad that it killed the video game. And we're getting a reboot that honestly looks pretty fucking cool. We are never, let me rephrase that. We should never get another mask movie.
0: Well, uh, according to IMDB news, December 15th, 2020, I'm not going to click it. And maybe this is hearsay now, but, uh, the news headline says Jim Carrey reportedly still making a new mask movie. Oh
1: my God, but okay, Jim Carrey's I, back I, in it, so that's okay.
2: I gotta say one more thing. Also, Walmart has a four film favorites family <laughs> comedies: Pinocchio, oh the Jonathan Taylor Thomas one; Little Vampire with the cute kid Jonathan Lipnicki; Monkey he's like Trouble and Son he's of like the Mask. All four Is for ten monkey bucks. Monkey Trouble with Brendan Fraser. Oh, this one has a chick on the front of it. Okay. No. Like a little. There was a Pinocchio movie with Jonathan Taylor Thomas.
0: I didn't know that.
1: I didn't know that either.
0: Oh, Monkey Bone was the movie he was in. Yeah, Brandon Fraser. God damn it. How do you think they can come up with those four movies?
2: (laughs) I want to watch the Pinocchio movie with Jonathan Taylor. My, My wife will watch it. She used to think he was cute when she was little. Who
0: does he play? Pinocchio or like a young Geppetto?
2: So, basically, it kind of looks like... Um, so, Pinocchio is a wooden doll in the front. Geppetto has Jonathan Taylor Thomas on his lap, almost like a Jerry Sandusky fucking thing. I don't I don't right. know. Well,
0: Matt, they're winning football games. I mean, God <laughs> forbid. We're in the Holiday Bowl, God damn it. So, they just made up a role to put Jonathan Taylor Thomas in the movie? Because he's not Pinocchio or Geppetto. I mean, who the fuck uh, maybe
2: is Maybe he? he's Pinocchio... Wasn't Pinocchio he always Cricket? a real boy? or No, he was a wooden boy that turned into a real... Maybe he turned no, into... Didn't
0: Donald Geppetto Trump. have a son who died named Pinocchio and that's why he made the doll? That's probably who he is. I don't
1: know. Uh,
2: Pinocchio is kind of I'm giving my point to
1: Son of Mask.
0: Okay. Uh, now, this needs to be a whole new segment at some point. Geiger deep-dives the bargain bins online at Walmart. Yeah,
1: just... This is what shit is
2: in there. Man,
0: I gotta ask, what's the cost of that 4-in-1 DVD that you just... Ten found? bucks.
1: Jesus Christ! Ten. Imagine if your movie. There's not w- even is one
2: movie of- I want to watch. I
1: did that exact deal, except it was all four Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies, and it
2: was fifteen. That makes sense. Best yeah. fifteen dollars I've spent in a long time. At least right. there's like two, maybe three movies in that that's good. This isn't even like the Disney Pinocchio one.
0: That's pathetic. All right, so. Son of Mask is up seven to two already. Sorry, six to two already winning. I'm gonna make it seven to two and say my worst impact goes to Son of Mask. And my criteria—I mean, you guys have pretty much already said what needs to be said. But here's mine, plain and simple. Um, as far as sequel goes, Mortal Kombat Annihilation is actually a true sequel to the original. The first Mortal Kombat ends with these enemies showing up on Earth that Sonya Blade, Liu Kang, and Johnny Cage have to fight with Raiden. Now granted, when the second one starts, all those four people, even though the movie takes place four seconds after the first one, look different because new actors have been cast in the roles. But at least that one is a sequel. Um, it it follows up on the original. Son of Mask really just takes the same plot device in the in the actual mask that the, the person wears and a 30-second Ben Stein cameo and tries to basically use the IP to get you in the theater. And to me... That's disgusting. And then you spend $100 million on it and double barf. So, Impact Son of Mask is worse. That is a 7 to 2. That's I a out folks. It's a blowout. Meaning that Son of Mask is unequivocally the worst movie sequel, direct sequel <laughs> of all time. Now, I know Chris Delfar would definitely agree with us. Guys, before we move on, this was a different movie madness tournament than we've ever done, because it was a battle in futility. You had to be the worst. I guess I want two things from you. Overall thoughts on how this thing played out, and then do you think the fans, for the most part, got it right, and then us at the end, with Son of Mask being the worst? Geiger, we'll go to you first.
2: I think Son of Mask is the worst. Um, I'll say we do more of these tournaments that, The winner is actually the biggest fucking loser. And (laughs) I want to tweet Alan Cumming or Jamie Kennedy to come on the pod and talk about this. Because one one of them might be a good sport and actually talk about it.
0: I bet Jamie Kennedy would.
2: I bet he would. I bet if he gave him him 20 bucks, he would. I I loved him in uh, Boiler Room. I mean, uh, Malibu's Most Wanted is actually not that bad a film. It's pretty funny. Cycling, I said that
0: on the selection show, I was like... Jamie Kennedy, there. I get what Hollywood saw in him. Like there, He showed flashes. He was like Rick Ankiel on the mound. Like, you could see it. <laughs> and they moved uh,
2: him to the center.
1: Still liked. Uh, I think how we got there was a little odd. I think some movies went a little deeper than what I personally would have thought they would. But in the end, yeah, we got the two worst movies in the finals. And... I I agree. I think this is the worst the worst movie. I think that we all got it right. It's interesting. So
0: you can go back and, and you know look at all the previous matchups. Again, we talk about draws. Who do you face off is a big part of how you get here. And speed two cruise control drew Son of Mask in the first round. If speed two cruise control is on the other side of the bracket, we might be talking about that matchup tonight, you know. It's all about matchups.
1: I don't think so. I don't think so. I think, I think Speed Two would have ultimately lost to Annihilation. Really? I think so. The title to me, Speed
0: Two Cruise Control, like it just sounds like something cycly made up. Like pitching the same plot, but now they're on the water. Okay.
1: Well, you should hear their pitch for the third one.
0: I'd rather. Yeah, the
1: moon. They're going to space.
0: Good. God, speaking of space, I can't wait for Fast and Furious 9 to come out. It's fucking awesome. All right. (laughs) Thank you guys for helping us out. The worst movie sequel of all time, according to you, and then a little nudge at the end from us, is Son of the Mask. If you agree or disagree, although I have a feeling no one is going to be willing to uh, fight for, or fight on the side of Son of the Mask. And if you are, actually, we'd love to hear it. At us, at Bro4Squad on Twitter. All right, the second part of our show is our protein shake, where we go around and talk about what is in our cup, also known as what have we watched lately. I have four things this week. <coughs> uh, I left one of them from last week. Banner, why don't you start us off first? We'll go round-robin, like, one at a time till we all run out. What have you seen lately? What's in your cup?
1: So I actually had a really busy week this week, so I haven't got to watch much, but I did watch – Again, with this stupid, fucking Star Wars quest that I'm doing, I'm done, I'm done, honestly, I don't want to do it anymore. But I have to finish. Uh, I watched the first season of Mandalorian and half of the second season.
2: Just oh, like wow. the third
1: this is like the third time watching it, guys, and it's still so fucking good. Geiger. I, n- I understand that you have more of a backbone than the rest of us, but you got to get it on this. You'll f- you would fucking love it. It went from this...
2: backbone to just not having time with a newborn, but <laughs> still stayed at all. If I get anything, it's going to be HBO Max. It's not going to be Disney Plus now. HBO Max is coming hard. I mean, I mean, don't let's
0: edit this part out. Uh, but, Matt, I'll give you either of my logins for both of them. OK, you got to get Disney Plus, because when the Obi-Wan show comes out, we got to talk Hayden Christensen's return.
1: I oh, Have to. Of course. <laughs> uh I'm just gonna go ahead. I actually actually watched one other thing too and I forgot and we need to get this out. I, I just I have to get it out. Uh watch Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Ooh. Jesus Christ. I wanna hear. No, you don't. It's look. Is the premise stupid? Yes. Yeah. Is the acting bad? Of course. Yes. <laughs> is is there anything good about it? No. Did I have a blast watching it? Yeah. Was <laughs> I
2: super stoned? Yeah. It was awesome. I just tell. I, I want to know one thing. Uh, sorry, Jeff. I just want to know one thing. Do they cast <laughs> Gordon Bombay almost like in the shadows like they did Christian Bale in Batman 3? <laughs> where he's just like old, broken down. They're like, oh, God, God, is he coming back? Can we get him back? Or is he just half the man he used to be? Uh,
1: he's actually probably the best part of the entire show because he's a complete asshole. He hates hockey now. He's the old
0: only... Gordon Bombay from the original, right?
1: Yes, he, he is re-vertigo.
0: still...
1: Uh I don't know if he has vertigo.
0: No, revertigo. Like, he's the is Gordon he... Bombay before
1: he meets the Ducks in the first is one. Is he a lawyer? No, he runs a ice rink, but he hates hockey so he doesn't allow hockey there. Lauren Graham's character, who's the mom, comes to him And says, hey, I've got a fuck ton of money. I will give it to you if you let this be our home ice. And he goes, well, how much money? Of course, they didn't show us. They write it on a piece of paper. And he goes, sure, that sounds good. So the only reason that he's allowing them to play hockey is to float the bill to keep the place running.
0: She probably just wrote 69, and he knows what that means.
2: Yeah. So in Minnesota, where hockey is king, he has a hockey rink, but he doesn't allow hockey on it, just ice skating correct yeah,
0: and he and he played in coach talking for about 20 years.
2: And the Ducks are like the Hawks now, right? Yes. They are everybody wants to be on the Ducks.
1: They're the best team and uh the kid, I don't know his name, whatever, but his age group they're moving up to the next bracket. They're like, you know, 12 to 14-year-olds now and he gets cut from the Ducks. Which apparently
0: god forbid you allow the best players on the best teams. It's weird. So that's a thing, really as, new concept.
2: So the as kid's I've actually pretty good way. at hockey. He just can't cut it with the best select team.
1: Yeah, he's like, he's like the best player in D two,
2: and so not he, mighty dusty so bitches. Like to Division. his rich mommy and his rich mommy's like, he's, hey, we're just gonna create our own team.
0: I know this is sticking yeah, to
2: me right now. So much. fucking
0: helicopter parent comes in and buy. I'm I'm supposed to empathize with him. Actually, the, well, here's the thing:
1: she's a single mom. She's a paralegal. But she, quote unquote, found money in a, it was like what? subsidized, like,
2: grant. Yeah, so she got through the like divorce, that. okay.
1: Yeah. Matt,
0: she's a strong, independent woman, okay? I'm raising my kid alone. I mean, except for like half the month when her, her his father is with him. I don't know, Brian. I think, for me now, I'm just... It just kind of falls on deaf ears, the message of when the are Mighty gonna Ducks. When they going have sex? Yeah. Probably already have.
2: Yeah, it's probably... When does Charlie I mean,
0: Conway's mom show up again, even though she's lost a step?
2: Or have, we got any, have we got any Ducks cameos? Not not yet.
0: The guy who plays Banks, I know, was in it at one point.
2: So Catch Me Up, Disney Plus, are all the episodes on there, or you have
0: to wait? got to wait.:
2: It's yeah. every Friday. Fuck.
0: Yeah, I know. That's how they get you, man. That's all I have. <sighs> Any, I'm done for anything else, Brian? Ringing no. endorsement for Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Uh, Matt, what's in yeah, your just cup?
1: Smoke a lot of weed and you watch it, and you might like it. That's
2: pretty much, that's pretty <laughs> much, pretty much, all, pretty much all you
1: anything. got.
2: <laughs>
0: and that's not Mighty Ducks. That's anything on television.
2: So, to... Banner, this is strictly for you. Um, so, before... We get ready for work and take the kid to daycare and shit. We usually feed him and just let him sit in his bumbo and watch TV for a while. So I don't know what your kid watches, but we've been watching Disney in the morning. I have to say, man, I'm a big fan of Bluey. Yeah. Bluey's a yeah. good show. Yeah, we didn't watch much of that. That came a little after, because that's relatively new, isn't it? I don't, how the hell would I know?
0: I don't <laughs> I'm not cut up on Bluey. for
2: 5 months. So is your is your kid too old to watch Bluey? We we don't watch Bluey. We watch a lot of Vampirina
1: um and actually Tangled has a TV show that we've been watching a lot of. Uh, and all the original care or all the characters from the movie came back for the show. Got Mandy Disney? Moore and Zachary Levi. Is that on Matt, I'm found
0: uh, matt, i don't know if
2: it's on the disney channel uh has got a bluey shirt up yeah, No, no, matt
0: you need this one it's bluey and it says dad goals
2: oh yeah yeah jeff Do you, you know would my... actually like this show i probably would it's it's kind of a throwback because some of the other shows i watch are like all right this is you know it's just so disney I, you know, Ooh, like, yeah, I, click on that one. Know,
0: like yeah, click. you see this, Matt. I mean, we're, this is your fucking attire. Dude, imagine cutting the sleeves off this and lifting weights in it. Oh, yeah. That's But gross. Bluey's
2: like, it's it's for kids, but the, it has some adult humor in it, too. Or like, I, I literally Always laughed good. out loud four times. My wife's like, what are you watching? I'm like, I'm watching Bluey. This is fucking hilarious. And it's, uh, <laughs> the dogs are English, too. The, Does like he English do
0: karate show. or something? Because this shirt, he's like... Or no, maybe he's like a Johnny Bravo type, you know?
2: No, it's like Bluey's a girl too. You, you, you need to watch it, Jeff. It's Disney in the morning. You'd actually kind of like
0: it. I mean, I won't put any. I mean, this guy looks cool, and the <laughs> fact that they have apparel that for adults, like, I'm already kind of digging it.
2: Yeah, it's it's a pretty fucking cool show. I didn't even know they had apparel. I'm probably gonna have to buy a shirt for me and my wife now. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, he digs exa- it. I consider it kind of like Franklin the Turtle, but with like adult oh, yeah. humor. Dude, we had
0: some good shit when we were kids. Franklin the Turtle, Arthur.
2: I love good Arthur.
0: Good look up too.
1: Do you guys ever read Bernstein Bears?
0: Yeah. Yes. You know the big controversy about uh, we can't get into it on pod about the name of it. How people claim they were it changed between when we were kids and now, but it's never changed.
1: No, I haven't heard about this at all.
0: This Dude, is an off pod. This is like yeah. a. We have to be three beers deep to have this conversation. Okay. Okay, I'm excited. Uh, Matt, can I jump in and then we'll go back yeah. to you? If you have anything else. Um, so I watched uh, Mulholland Drive, which is a film by David Lynch. The guy who did, um, he did like Twin Peaks and some other shit. A, a couple friends of mine, Nate Thurman actually recommended this to me. And he told me, it's a mind fuck. It's going to, it's pretty crazy in the end. This is – so we're doing our top 100 movies of all time list right now for our five-year anniversary. So far, I've ranked 694 movies. (laughs) Mulholland Drive is 694. Wow. It's the worst film I've ever seen in my life. And there are people out there groaning, rolling their eyes. Everything's a metaphor, man. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know
1: what I'm wondering? What's what's 696 or 5? What What's the one movie that's worse? No, this Iron is Man the 3. worst. Oh, this is the worst. I mean, I can pull up my
0: list right now. I don't want to give you too many spoilers, but since we won't talk about this on pod...
2: Iron Man 3 second worst. Uh,
0: let me pull... Well, I haven't got to the eyes yet. I'm ranking... <laughs> right now, Mulholland Drive is... Just well, this is great podcasting to pull this up. Live. Um... Mulholland Drive is show. 6. Oh, Matt, Matt, you'll love this. Mulholland Drive is 6.94. 6.93 is
2: Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> one of the Which, worst movies, me and Jeff. I tried to
1: watch Blade Runner, the first one. I got 20 minutes in, and I, I couldn't do it anymore.
2: Early in the pod, me and Jeff were at the theater. We we're going to do a review afterwards. Talking to guys that were into the pod, subscribed to us. We were talking about ideas and shit. We were so amped. Went in that movie, bore fest. left, drank. Oh, my God. a review it
0: was it was uh, yeah it was really really rough horrible movie anyway uh mulholland drive listen man if everything is a metaphor then like just nothing Nothing is is. right like it just there has to be some point to some of the convolution that you have in a movie and i'll just fully admit it I, i might just not be a david lynch guy so it was shot horribly it looks like dog shit Uh, Naomi Watts is good in it but I told Nate Thurman afterwards bro you that was a big strike against your recommendations for me like that one hurt because not only did I not like it but like I don't know how you got through this I kept thinking something's got to change at least there were boobs in it put that way
1: that's probably the only reason you got through it
0: yeah probably Um, I got three more things but guy girl Ben are you done was it just those two you watched
1: yeah that was it I didn't have much cool Guy I'll report that. next week how the second episode of Game Changers is, though. Don't worry.
2: I, I just wanted to talk some March Madness, Let's since that's what I've been watching a lot, and wanted to get you guys' thoughts on it, because I just feel like this year has been completely ruined, and I've been completely disappointed in it. <laughs> I don't know if I'm the only one that feels this way. Um, now, and I don't know what specifically you're referring to, but I think the
0: NCA has scheduled the the days of these it's games all yes. for, And it's I don't all know stuff.
2: why. Have you heard
0: a reason why? Uh,
2: I was I, I was trying to look that up and I can't find one. The two reasons I just thought out of the top of my head was one, either they're playing it all in one spot, so time zones, I thought. Um That doesn't make sense either because, you know, UCLA played last night and tip was like at nine o'clock here, which means it was like at 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock Indianapolis time. So that makes no fucking sense. I didn't know if uh, they didn't know if they were going to have March Madness. So with like TV sponsors and everything like that, maybe they had shit booked like that Indianapolis, wherever they're playing, maybe it was booked for like you know, a convention or a wedding or something like that. So they had to do it on Tuesday, Thursday, but they need to get it back. Who's having because... a
1: wedding at the same place that March Madness. Well, is you, you no. I mean, I can be, you know what I mean? like, like a business
2: convention. Like yeah. I, I don't what know saying. what they're doing. I said to give you uh, some shit for that, but you don't Is it, move is it COVID reasons that, you know, we don't know. I have no fucking idea, but the, I, the one thing I do know is that the national championships usually played on Monday, so even if you don't give a fuck about those two teams and your brackets busted, you're going to watch it. But right. when the Elite Eights played on Monday and Tuesday and your brackets busted or you don't care about USC and, um, fuck, I don't even know who they played, Gonzaga, Yeah. I, like you need that on Thursday, Friday. Because on Monday, I'm so tired from the weekend, I want to go to bed early. Same with Tuesday, but Thursday, yes. Friday, I will stay up a little later and watch games. What I don't
1: understand is like it's always a big deal to take Thursday Friday off of March Madness, right?
2: 100%. You take those yeah. two
1: days off yeah. and you watch 32 fucking games in two days. They didn't allow you to do that this year. It was Friday Saturday and then Sunday Monday. Which, so now you have which just doesn't make any sense when in you used to be able to have four days of fucking basketball and now you have like one and a half
0: Another thing, too, and this has always been the NCAA's problem because they don't know how to do it without like, literally breaking the law, but they had some big-time superstars that they marketed horribly, like uh, Jalen Suggs on Gonzaga. I mean, I don't see any shit about him. Um, Jonathan so, Kaminga, so Evan funny. Mobley on USC. I mean, Evan and Isaiah Mobley on USC. Evan Mobley's a top-three pick. Isaiah's a lottery pick. Like, we don't see anything with these guys. They're not playing in prime time half the time. It's just like... It seemed. I just remember, and maybe it's revisionist history banner, but like when Blake Griffin played Steph Curry in the NCAA tournament, like it was
1: such a big deal.
0: Even my mom knew that game was happening. And now we have Evan and Isaiah Mobley playing Jalen Suggs. There's three guys that are all going to be taken to the top eight. And, and I was gonna game- say
1: arguably like better i don't think blake griffin really panned out to what everybody expected he's good but he didn't pan out to what everybody yeah, but, expected
0: him to be but i think that game was at like four o'clock right geiger when was the usc gonzaga game
2: yeah it was um uh what was it monday or tuesday
0: yeah that, like, but, like i was, was at I don't five really think I was, yeah i wasn't even off work when yeah it i was still at
2: work
1: when it started
0: and there's three top eight picks in that game like let's figure shit out to where it makes some sort of <laughs> sense you know what i'm saying I don't know. In the Elite a, Eight,
2: it kind of starts fizzling. But like Banner said, that first day, that first Thursday, um, about 11 o'clock, I'm like, okay, I'm going to probably go somewhere and have lunch and start watching these games. And then someone's like, no, the game's don't not start till tonight. I'm like, what are you talking about? And they were the playing games. I'm like, dude, Thursday is the fucking day.
1: The playing games are on Tuesday. Like, but yeah, the,
0: the, the playing games, you're supposed to have one day to travel after Selection Sunday, and then you play. But no, I don't, I don't know. It makes me upset, but it's just the NCAA, dude. They can't, they literally can't get out of their own way. They're so fucking stupid. Anything else from the games, Matt? Or are we just kind of burning our brackets?
2: No. I mean, the Final Four is interesting. I I like the teams in it. I'm just saying that the times they have it make no fucking sense.
0: It just pisses me off because. Like you said, if I could at least fi- find a reason for their justification of it, I guess maybe I would sleep better at yeah. night, but I don't know what it is. I don't know if they know what it is.
2: And, and it's if- it's one of my favorite things all year and I didn't even know there was a couple of days I'm like, what games are on tonight? I didn't even know that.
0: <laughs> like I didn't it's even really know. Really when you have a product like this that's so accessible, like the reason people do brackets is because you cannot have watched a single game all year and beat somebody that's watched a hundred games, you know? <laughs> Like that's how it works, and
2: you. My continually... wife fills one
1: out every year.
2: She yeah. probably wins half the time. And she goes, you know? no, literally, she goes, hey, what color are this team's jerseys? I like UCLA's colors. They're fun. Yep. Let's go. Let's put them in the final four, even though they're playing. Oh, yeah. Game.
0: Okay, babe, that's fucking stupid. I told you. Can you name one person who's ever played for them? Yeah.
2: Go Barons. It's Bruins. Yeah, that's what, what I
0: said. said. That's not what you said. <laughs> The NCAA fucking things up since whenever they started. All right, I have two things I want to run through quick and then one that I really want to get your guys' take on. So I finished after about two years. This was like what the the fiancé and I would watch like when we're eating dinner or uh, just like can't figure out what to watch. Uh, Modern Family. All 11 seasons of it. 245 episodes, I believe. And as far as sitcoms go, I think... This one has a high floor and a low ceiling. It doesn't peak that high, but it never dips below a certain level, which I think is a key with any show that runs that long. that's
1: That's big for a sitcom.
0: It's consistently funny, but I will say this. One thing that uh, I wasn't too big a fan of, the characters in it don't really grow or change throughout the show. And it falls into the sitcom trope where like forty to fifty percent of the humor is literally just miscommunication throughout the course of the show. Like, For example, there's an episode where Gloria, played by Sofia Vergara, her and Jay, played by Ed O'Neill, have to split up to do their Christmas shopping. And Gloria runs into someone at the mall, and she says, Jay and I just split up. We're doing our Christmas shopping on our own. And that woman thinks that she meant her and Jay are getting a divorce. She texts her friends that, and that's the episode hinges from there miscommunication ha ha she thought you meant something different that's like such a low-hanging fruit for sitcoms right so <laughs> they fall into that trap a lot
2: this is really know? interesting that's jeff because i started like, watching this season. it's it's on it's on tv a lot now and mm-hmm. i i never got into it and then a couple years ago i sat down and watched it i actually really enjoyed it because a lot of the actors in it i i mean i love sofia vergara um the girl that was in billy madison i, love, I love ed o'neill i mean yeah, I, great. all of us grew up with married with children with our dad so um yeah. but i tend to agree with you where the best part of for me is cam i think he's the best
0: oh yeah which by the way eric stone street huge kc guy like big time yeah, he's from Kansas fan. city
2: and and that's what where cam's character actually like Yes, you know, he's gay, but he grew up like on a farm and was like a good athlete and like all this stuff like his backstory is. actually, And he's actually the only one he's not homosexual, but the other actor is, which is interesting.
0: Yes. Yeah. But he seems to play a was... better
2: gay. Well, not really. He's more flamboyant, I guess. Than... But he's
0: also it's funny because he's really mainly because his character played college football. So, yeah, he'll, like kind of back and forth.
2: I See, this is what <laughs> it sucks because at the beginning, the characters had, there was so, so much depth in the characters, not in each character, just like, you know, there's there's a gay guy, but there's also a gay guy that's, you know, like an athlete that, you know, you can believe too. And then there's Ed O'Neill that, you know, marries a hot chick and it, like, it has a lot of depth, but I do agree with you, none of the characters grow. And the problem for me is that, the kids are super annoying and they get yes. worse. They get older.
0: all the kids suck. And the only way that they can, the writers can make the kids funny is to make them assholes
2: is what gets Luke, a little bit repetitive. Luke's a terrible actor. Um, I can't remember the Hispanic kid's name in it. He's uh, terrible. Manny. Yeah. He's, Manny. He's, he's, he's like, Oh so man, his thing about how he's like, you know acts like he's 40 years old all the time gets kind of old oh we the two girls are express. actually grow up to be kind of hot but they get really annoying too but
0: yeah yeah um rob Riggle actually is probably the most recurring side character on the show so those are just a, another casey connection and his character's funny because he plays phil's like real estate rival yeah. and he's like a douchebag obviously he'll do like i, whatever I love nathan lane as pepper Pepper Saltzman. Is that not the greatest name in sitcom history? <laughs> he's, he's wow. Gay.
2: Is Nathan Lane gay in real life? Or is oh, he my
0: God. Just... Yeah, he's the OK. I didn't kid. know
2: if he always just played a gay character, if he was or not. I didn't
0: know. <laughs> and his character is a wedding planner. So like the type of con- I don't know his character has some great one liners in there. He, but he... overall, uh, I was just going to say it's just a consistent show. Like if you want something to watch that you're going to enjoy probably 90 percent of the time, that's it
2: honestly yeah, just on the other whole, than looking at Sophia I'd rather just have the, a sitcom about the, the two gay guys because they're like the funniest part in it for me yeah I agree um, even you said it's 11 se- I haven't watched it it's and 11 It yeah. should have me- stopped after what Jeff season six probably yeah
0: because it's but again it doesn't dip below a certain threshold which is good but it never like there's, there's not like one season where I'm like like Seinfeld seasons 3 and 4 you're like oh dude that's fucking tv right there there's never a season for modern family where you're like it was hitting its stride it's All just like a season
2: s- 2 through 4 or something that you're exactly. like exactly
0: yeah yeah it's just like a 250 hitter like batting 6th or 7th that's rock solid that live for plays a long time plays great defense <laughs> exactly
2: a couple years ago man that was the sitcom though it would always clean up at the emmys it
0: was and it's it's interesting um and The Office kind of fell into this, too. It's the mockumentary style, you know, sort of like The Office was. Yeah. But they really never do anything with that except for using it for the side interviews. Like, The Office, I guess, at the very end kind of ties up like that they're making the documentary. Modern Family never gets into that, which is, mm-hmm. I thought was kind of interesting. Um, one other thing I'll mention before the last uh, one that I want to talk about. Just uh, So I'm doing this thing. Matt, you inspired me to do this because you kept bringing some just... Awesome, like classic movies to the pod every week in your protein shake. So I'm trying to do one new um, one old each week. And so I watched the Goonies this past week, mm. the 1985 classic, just to see where it would place, if any, again, on my top 100 list for five. you I that it did a little bit. Um, it it's cool that. to see Josh Brolin like Thanos as this 14 year old kid that just lifts weights all the time. But there was one thing about it that kind I think of hasn't bugged.
1: changed in 40 years.
0: True, and Rudy, yeah, Rudy Sean Aston probably his first role, Corey Feldman in it as oh, yeah. Um, so Richard Donner directed this, by the way, Matt. In the title, the opening credits almost texted you. Written by Chris Columbus, our boy, <laughs> uh, and story by he Steven honestly Smith. might be the writer of the 90s. He did a lot of stuff, he did everything He's all over it. Dude, he's all over everything. And the fact that he was involved, I'm kind of shocked John Candy wasn't in this, because they were, like, homies. Um, But one thing that I kind of found, like, it kind of bothered me. So Richard Donner directed this, who did uh, at least the first Superman with Christopher Reeves, maybe the second and third. But at the end of this movie, uh, Sloth, like, kind of saves the day. Spoilers. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he has a Superman shirt on, and they play the Superman theme song. And Matt, is it a little fucked up for like a band to pay tribute to themselves <laughs> at their own concert? Cuz that's what Richard Donner did.
2: Yeah, that that whole thing the hey you guys like that ruined the movie for me. Yeah. It was I'm so like, oh, let's do the Rocky Dennis Clayface guy that like it it just I think the Goonies suck, honestly. It I wasn't... never thought that movie was good. I never get the whole aspect of oh, this is this was one of the movies of the eighties. I'm like, well, the eighties must have sucked because the Goonies suck. I don't think yeah. that movie's good at all. And I don't so want to talk spoil... Stand by Me. I'll, I'll do that. That's oh. a great movie, but 100.
0: percent I don't want to spoil my top 100. But if you're expecting Goonies to be on there, I don't know. It's terrible. It's not, it's not a good right movie. Now. I think that the concept of the Goonies actually led to a lot of better films, like the coming of age for like the group of uh, like prepubescent friends i think i like
2: all idea of it more than i actually like
0: it God, that's what, what does that even mean <laughs> all right sorry one last thing that i forgot that i just added i saw a movie speaking of new came out this year called the father with anthony hopkins mm-hmm. and olivia coleman from the favorite have you seen the trailer for this uh that was it's up for
2: It's was that up for oscars
0: so so here's the thing it is listed as 2020 on imdb because it played at the festivals last year but it just released on video on demand like this past week and i rented it from my local library we'll say and the premise is the trailer i think kind of sells you a false bill of goods from the movie but anthony hopkins is uh obviously like an elderly man and olivia coleman is his daughter And she wants to get him in a, like a care facility because she needs to move to Paris. She has like a boyfriend who she needs to move to Paris for. And the movie is a series of scenes where Anthony Hopkins is hearing like conflicting stories from people in his life, his daughter, uh, her boyfriend, the prospective caretaker about what is going to be happening to him. And the whole time it's, is this a false narrator? Like, is does he have dementia or some mind, deteriorating mind disease? Or are these people actually lying to him and trying to swindle him out of his money? And as the viewer, you kind of go back and forth. And I will just say this. Anthony Hopkins, I hope he stops acting soon because this is his second best performance of his career. Like, he shows, okay, yeah, I fucking did Thor. I did Transformers. <laughs> I still have one swing left if I know a fastball's coming and I can crank that shit out of the park. He's awesome in this. And He's a great he, actor. He's great, but, like, I get, dude, we're never going to get mad at you for chasing the paycheck. But if you chase the paycheck, like, we also get to criticize the film. You do, right? But here he still brings it, man, and he's fucking awesome. And this thing ends not at all in the way... It doesn't have a twist ending,
2: I don't want to say,
0: but it doesn't really go the way you... I, I won't spoil it but it doesn't go the way you think it is as far as like the narrative it's a
2: Transformers goes. The Transformer show up at the end and it all connects
0: sort marky of it's mark, a de-
2: Marky marks there. A
0: Decepticon bird flies in and it's you know all that shit. But it I I enjoyed it. It was an hour 40 so it doesn't really overstay its welcome but it's really just Anthony Hopkins chewing the scenery and like for maybe the last time in his career just like I um, I still got it. Anybody that fucking doubted it because I wanted to make some money suck these nuts because i'm awesome
2: i mean i consider being an actor is just like being an employee like yeah man sometimes i like to do a big project that i get you know a lot of like you know higher ups like will email me like great job this will really help out the company but then sometimes i just want to do like stupid ass jobs that i can basically half ass for a month and then just (laughs) turn in like i get it
0: exactly Plus, dude, like, okay, I don't... Bl- I think it's cool that he's in a profession where he can do both, right? He can fucking cash in by doing three Thor movies. He probably made $4 million for Thor Ragnarok for one scene. And then when he wants to scratch that other itch, like, all right, do I still have it? He knows that he does, which is cool. So it's called The Father. I would definitely recommend it. Um, but it's not like most movies. It's not bro. Let me put it that way. But there's definitely something there. All right. Sorry that my protein shakes going so long, but I saved this one from last week and we got to talk about it, especially because I want both your guys opinions on it. So a Netflix documentary movie. So it's not a series. I think it was like an hour thirty five called Operation Varsity Blues, the college admission scandal. And if you're at home and you uh, remember this story, it's about a guy named Rick Sanger, whose job was to basically work with uh, the wealthy elite, some celebrities included in that to help get their kids into uh, colleges that they would not qualify for academically using what he called a side door, which basically meant he had a contact at these respective universities where they would pay a certain sum of money. And one way or another, whether it's faking an athletic scholarship or an academic scholarship, or sometimes literally just putting them in the registrar's list, would get them into the school that they wanted at a premium price. Now, some of the famous uh, names who have been indicted for this actor are Lori Laughlin from Full House, of course, who played Aunt Becky. And I don't know what she's in, Matt, but you definitely referenced she was William H. Macy's wife. Felicity Huffman, the actress, she looks familiar. a bunch of
2: chick stuff.
0: Yeah, maybe she's in, like, Ally McBeal or something. But the premise here, and, and Matt, I told you this off pod, I think it's bullshit this is even illegal. So call me, maybe I'm the, maybe I'm the sheriff of Nottingham here, and I, I'm way off base, but... Uh, These are private universities, Stanford, Yale, Harvard, USC, where Rick Sanger takes money from the parent. He pays it to the university, ipso (coughs) facto, and they get their kids in the school. Now, is it somewhat nefarious means? Sure. Does it circumvent their uh, academic standards in certain cases? Sure. But I personally think if I'm a private school and you want to pay like if Matt wants to pay me one hundred thousand dollars and Banner wants to pay me forty thousand dollars. Who the fuck's business is it? Which ki- which is which of their kids has better grades? I'm a private university, right? Shouldn't I be able to let whoever I want in? Like, I'm sorry, Brian. Yeah, that...
2: and if you're into this story, go watch Orange County because that's kind of what this is about. But um, I I totally agree with Jeff, and you know, going even to the college, you know, basketball or football route, like, you know, if Chris Weber's son, who doesn't play basketball maybe can't have the grades, wants to go to Michigan and Chris Weber has given a lot of money to the university and he made the university a lot of money during the Fat Five. Just let his fucking son in. Who cares? And if if you think it's taking someone's spot, that's not right because there's Michigan State, there's fucking Indiana, there's Purdue. There's a bunch of fucking schools around that you can get into. And people need to quit thinking of school colleges as schools. They're businesses. Thousand percent. Point blank. That's what they are. They're if they weren't businesses, you wouldn't pay tuition. You would just get good grades and get a go there. That's it. And also, so I hate to... Sorry, Banner, I'll toss it to you right for this. I hate to
0: put on like the purely callous business hat. But when Matt says, oh, you took my daughter's spot, here's what I'll ask you. Realistically, if your daughter goes here and becomes a doctor, because, again, Matt said they're businesses. How does it help them? That's, that's good. Sure. I guess it kind of makes the university look good. She paid her tuition or got a scholarship. Does that help us more or does $200,000 off the top from some rich person help the university more in the long run? Like, cool, you're one of 8 million doctors that went here. And I know I sound like an asshole saying this, but I just think I'm trying to be realistic about the business part of it. Banner, am I a son of a bitch for saying that? I almost don't want you to answer that question.
1: You are a son of a bitch, but not because of this. Um, Let me ask you this. Is there any difference here in when we went to school, Jeff, we both went to Oklahoma state. I don't think that's a secret. The athletes that go to, that get into school and they're playing school, they are baby. They get tutored every single day. They have to go and check in on all this stuff. When I went, I failed out because I didn't have anybody checking in on me and making sure I was doing my work and things like that. So what's the difference in those athletes getting that better treatment because they're an athlete so that the university can make money as opposed to me, who's just a dude who I'm just giving you my $40,000 so I can get a piece of paper. What's the difference in flipping that now and going, hey, I'm going to give you $200,000 to get me into the school and this other person only has to pay 50.
0: I feel like I need to get it tattooed on my body somewhere because Bob Sugar said it best. It's not show friends, it's show business. And like Matt said, I mean, if someone makes a massive contribution to the school, like why do they need to defend why they let that kid in? I think, why can't Stanford just be like, yeah, you want to know why we let this kid in? His dad gave us $2.1 million. We're a private university. Fuck off. Like, Jeff, did the schools get in trouble for this? Uh, so Stanford is the only one still in court, but really it's just the people who took the money. But again, and I hate to keep circumventing like the rules here, but the people had to take the money as the side doors because the schools, for some reason, can't do it. And like Matt and I always say about recruiting, you're never going to stop it. It's just how do people have to... Sneak around the regulations is really and I don't
2: get out. why they're in jail. like why is this a big deal? Like there's so much other big deals just like you're all literally baseball dumb. players putting in somebody about steroids.
1: they're literally putting somebody in jail because they paid in one
2: lump sum what I would make in like three and a half years, but to yeah. a university right to right. right. use that money to better educate. Not just their kid, but a lot All of kids. All the kids.
0: Yeah, it makes no goddamn sense. And the other thing, too, if you want to say, like, oh, this is pervasive, the numbers we're talking about this happening on is, like, Rick Sanger said he would put about 32 kids in different colleges per year. So I think he had, like, 10 universities. That's an average of just over three a year. So the argument of, like, you're taking my kid's spot, if your kid was in the very last three – that one of these people paying eight times that much to the school or taking their spot, they don't fucking deserve to be there anyway. And that's coming from a person that had like a two nine in high school. I don't know. I feel like an asshole saying this, but also don't feel like I'm wrong. All right. Anything else for you guys?
1: No. I agree. That's bullshit. No, I'm good. Is it if... Is it worth watching? Because I almost watched it the other day.:
0: I think. so. they do it actually in a cool way. and Matt, the guy from um the Dark Knight Rises, who plays like the main cop, uh, like the one who like yeah. takes over for you know, he so the documentary, he's the one playing Rick Sanger. He's like acting out all the phone calls he actually had. which it's he's pretty good in the role. like I kind of like the way he plays the dude who like explains how it's legal and there's some cool stuff with the sat that's really interesting also um but yeah so banner i would definitely recommend it it's short right. too you know we're all doc heads on this pod so i already put on the bra for next year don't worry about it All right, wow. last show even that? lift bra that is our do you even lift bra segment and we're closing today uh, it is our question and answer segment, but today we're returning to the Bro 4 Squad Trivia. Since we have the Brain Trust on the pod, over the past probably year or so, we've been doing a recurring trivia contest where each of the bros on the pod will each bring a trivia question to ask the other two. Every time someone gets one right, they get a point. First person to get 10 points gets to choose the next movie commentary for the podcast. And we have given half points for stealing answers, so... The standings as we sit tonight, not only do we have our worst sequels ever movie Madness champion, we might have our trivia champion tonight. Because since it's first to 10, Geiger sits at nine and a half points. Banner could win as well, sitting at eight and a half points. And I've been fighting through injuries and, you know, multitude of legal issues off the court. So I'm only at six and a half points. But um, again, it's not an excuse. I just want to bring it up at the beginning of every press conference so people know uh banner why don't you if you have your trivia questions ready do you want to ask yours first if not yeah. i can get them.
1: yeah we can we can do this uh you can do let's this. go let's go matt first okay matt whose net worth as of 2020 is more harrison ford or leonardo dicaprio
0: as of 2020 you said
2: yes um no stealing i'm assuming since it's in either or right yeah i I would say i'd say leo since he did once upon a time in hollywood
1: that is incorrect harrison ford is 300 million
2: leo is 260 leo's only 260 what has harrison ford done does he have
1: like a winery or something harrison ford uh maybe but how much royalties does he get off of star wars I guess that's true. And Indiana Jones and American Graffiti and Air Force One.
0: No one is getting royalties off American Graffiti. Like, let's fucking relax. Damn. All right. All right. That just shows you talent doesn't equal dollars in this industry. (laughs) No offense to Harrison Ford.
1: Jeff, how many Pixar movies are there?
2: Banner has a tattooed on his chest, remember?
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think of what is, what's on his chest. I know there's that birthmark under the left nipple, but I'm trying to think of the number. How many Pixar movies are there? Um, <laughs> I wish you could tell me what the first one is so I know how far back I'm going. Like, Is it Toy Story or is there something weird before that that I don't no. know about?
1: Uh, I, I'll verify this, but I'm... 97% sure Toy Story is the first
0: one. Is the first one. Okay, I just want to make sure there wasn't like some just Steve Jobs Pixar movie that came out. <laughs> um, Toy Story
1: is the first one November of 95.
0: Okay. I'm going to say and I I'm just going to go with the same number as the MCU. I'll say 23.
1: Holy fuck. You got it right, and if no that's way. your reason, that's that is insane. Reason. That wow. is insane. Twenty three is correct, with Soul being the latest release uh, in December of twenty twenty. It's March, baby. Cinderella's not going home yet. Wow.
0: All right, uh, Matt. Why don't you go second? Because I'm actually looking at my trivia questions, and I think both
2: you guys are going to get mine. So All right. if you banner up- in one of the shitty pirate sequels. Who, what famous rocker plays Johnny Depp's dad and what band is he a part of? Uh, I know this, but I'm, I know it. It's Banner. um, Banner's not into music.
1: Yeah, I'm not, but I know it's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, Wait.
0: No, no, no. No, that's a different cameo. Fuck.
1: It's Liv Tyler's dad, right? Um, is
0: that your is that your guess?
1: Fuck. And Aerosmith is the is the uh, no, band. Get,
2: get out of here. Yeah, I'm
1: drawing just, a complete fucking blank.
2: Let's just piss off people in England even more with that answer. <laughs> You piss off. You already shit on the Beatles. Oh,
0: piss off. Come off it. Okay. so for squad
2: a bunch of cunts.
0: Yes, mate. You are a proper cunt, aren't you, bro, for squad <laughs> All right. Now, okay, I've I've changed my mind again. I think I do know this. I'm going to go with my original Okay, Failure you want to steal it? Yeah, for half a point. So I was at first going to say Paul McCartney, but he's just a cameo. He's the dude in the prison. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen this movie but Matt you've talked about it multiple times. It's yeah. got to be Keith Richards from the Rolling Stones, right? Yes. Yeah.
2: Okay. We actually modeled from the first from the first pirates this is the who the modeled beginning. Jack Sparrow after.
0: Yeah. Oh, I guess it makes sense with the eyeliner. And that's but Paul McCartney he... is in one of them, right? Yeah,
2: he's in that I think the same one. Okay. okay. All right, Jeff. Sports question.
0: Guys, first first off, updated scores. I mean, I'm at 8.0, Banner's at 8.5, and Geiger's still lapping the field at 9.5. But I'm not getting embarrassed now. So,
2: yeah. Yeah. All right, Jeff, sports question. The Final Four starts Saturday. Gonzaga's in it, yes. undefeated. Who's the last basketball program that went undefeated through the regular season to the Final Four?
0: 1976, Indiana. No. 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 Damn it! Do you want me to? No, let's let try question. to steal. Oh, to the final four! Yeah. Fuck! I thought you went to the national championship. Not that's just not went undefeated. No, I know best. that's on me. I'm a cocky piece of shit. That's I deserve this. What? What's uh, Frank saying, old school? I don't deserve to live. After he burns. I'll let himself. you
2: re-answer it because you didn't understand the question.
0: Um, I just don't know the year.
2: You don't have to have a Kentucky?
0: Oh, Kentucky? Okay. The no, Julius I think it Randall was... john Wall team?
2: They weren't undefeated, no. Oh, okay. It's uh the 1990 UNLV Runner Rebels. Banner, would you have guessed that?
1: No. Not no. <laughs> okay. I can't even lie and say I would have.
2: Banner's still
0: Googling who the Rolling Stones are. I, I should have known just with you asking the question. It was, wait, so I
2: thought that UNLV team won. No, they won in 90. And then the next year, they were all, like, LJ and Stacy. all of them were juniors. And they all came back next year, went undefeated, and that same Duke team beat them.
0: Uh, okay, so the team that won actually wasn't undefeated at the time, but the team that didn't win was undefeated.
2: Yeah, so... Um, the year oh, before, kind of they won the whole thing. The next year, they went undefeated throughout the whole regular season, went to the Final Four, and then Duke won when, like, behind the scenes, they said UNLV took a dive. And then I think the next game was that Christian Leitner shot for the championship.
0: Fuck Christian Leitner. Uh, hang on, I want to see this Kentucky... This but was you the are team correct.
2: I... Indiana is the last... Bobby Nice Indiana team is the last team to go undefeated.
0: Okay. But that was my own cocky ass for not... Damn, that's a great question. I like when we throw in some sports. All right, Geiger, I'm going to ask you your second just because... uh, Yeah, drama. All right, Banner, you need to get this because otherwise Geiger will steal and then he'll win at 10 even. So in Jerry Maguire which I just quoted, one of our all-time favorites. Check out our – have we done a commentary on that or just a review? Yes,
2: absolutely. It's one of our top ten biggest commentaries of Hell all time. Oh yeah.
0: Check out both of them. We did a bro back also. In Jerry Maguire banner, which team are the Arizona Cardinals playing on Monday Night Football in the last game shown in the film where Rod Tidwell makes a career-defining catch? Who's their opponent?
1: Uh-huh.
0: you Remember the scene? Remember Tidwell kind of gets flipped in the end zone?
2: Yeah, oh, that do you remember the pregame who like ran on the field? Who's like on that Wearing team?
0: jerseys they don't normally wear, right? I don't remember that. Hit a do rag on though. Well, Matt, that could be anybody in the 90s. No, there's but only yeah. one
2: person that made it work. <laughs> That pulling it off. Why don't people do that anymore? You know how shit comes back? Like they're wearing short shorts now, and a lot of basketball players are wearing the white t shirts on their jersey. Why don't the do rag come back? I know. And that's one that
0: I can't wait on. Like I need it now. And no, the skull caps don't count.
1: No, that doesn't count. I'm pretty sure this is wrong, but I want to say the Chargers. What? I know. No.
2: I know. All right, Geiger. Walk it off. I won't even. I won't even answer it. Uh, give me the other. Give me my question. Jesus Christ! Wow. All right. Wow. I mean, I'm going to give it to it you, you anyway. This I'm is. This is you. like the. Remember when the wrestler could pin the guy, but then he lifts his <laughs> head up, like just the cocky fuck he is. Like. He's nah, like I'd no.
0: rather. I'd rather kill him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Geiger. Dancing on all of our graves in the Disney Channel original movie Johnny Tsunami. What is the title character Johnny's actual last name?
2: Fuck. Come on. Oh, my God, guys. What did you say? What did you say? It's like Johnny... Johnny Capacalla.
0: I'll give that to you. Yeah, I accept. Yeah. Capahalla. His grandpa is actually Johnny... I mean, I don't know if he legally changed his name, but on the cast list, his grandpa from Mortal Kombat is Johnny Tsunami. And, Matt, until he earns the title, he's Johnny Capahalla. Yeah. Okay? And,
2: uh... The answer was Barry Switzer's Dallas Cowboys.
0: And Dion with the respective yeah. dude. Uh, I, Troy actually, I don't remember
2: seeing Troy or Emmett. I saw Dion. Well,
0: Troy says something to Jerry in the tunnel after the game. No, he says to his agent, why don't we hug
2: like that? Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> actually, I think he's represented by Bob Sugar, isn't he?
2: I think so, yeah. and He tries to hug him, and Troy just kind of shoved him, Yeah, it's along. like,
0: well, not now. It's fucking desperate. Um... I was also, back when we thought Troy was
2: gay, remember?
0: Only because Skip Bayless said it, and now we all, of course, know how credible he is. 12s. <laughs> he dated Aaron Andrews, didn't he? Was that a rumor? I don't know. He probably... I think he did. He probably hung out. Um, to sort of steer into the skid, the Johnny Tsunami sequel, which is probably horrible, is called Johnny Capahala Back on Board, where he becomes one of those dudes who like surfs the hills in the desert. So that's cool.
2: Is he a soul surfer though?
0: <laughs> Probably sell
2: out, do it Cause, for money.
0: Because apparently, if you get paid and also do what you love, you fucking <laughs> suck. <laughs> what fucking brainwashing rink was? I remember like thinking, oh man, if you get paid to do what you actually enjoy, you you're just not a good person. All right, well Geiger, you win. Uh, I'm giving you the predator. <laughs> all right all right solves that i you just i'm glad banner didn't win because you know what movie you saved us all from
2: oh yeah abraham lincoln vampire, vampire hunter Vampire hunter yeah that's right it's all well, right basically we don't Let's talk run the it whole back. time it's just banner telling us how great it is yeah run now
0: banner's the guy at la fitness run it back you're like dude we played for two hours i'm going home think like, i have to eat dinner all right congrats to matt geiger who also covered the spread uh guys that'll do it for episode 149 what a fun one it was any closing thoughts banner let's go to you first in the lab
1: just pull over for emergency vehicles please it's not that hard guys it's not i mean
0: i don't know what else i mean we can't ask any nicer
1: yeah don't make me get mean
0: and if you think it might be an emergency vehicle let's say it's like one of those Schwann trucks that delivers like dairy pull over anyway people need their ice cream the least you could do,
1: or like a tow man. Worst thing you could do is run into a tow truck.
0: When you said tow man, I don't know why I thought about like your toes on your feet, like, but that's like human not feet. a feet. That's not a profession. So, Matt, I hate to give you any accolades, but I kind of feel like you were the MVP of this episode, especially winning the cup. Uh, do you want to rub it in Banner's face? Don't rub it in my face because I'm the mayor. Like
2: can... no, I just I want to say if you want to be our intern, just comment below. The only uh, criteria we ask is that you'll watch shitty movies we don't want to watch, you'll write squad blogs we don't want to write, and you'll never, ever, ever, by any means, ever ask to be on pod.
0: (laughs) And that's a hard and fast
2: rule. Yeah, (laughs) just don't (laughs) ask. If we want you on, we'll ask.
0: We know how to contact you, so shut the fuck up. Banner, I could see, like, Banner walks in, somebody's watching, like, expendables three and banner's like what the fuck's this i wanted to watch this for the pod now you're watching it you're fired can't get good help these days (laughs) you can't it's impossible especially for free
2: and if you have fake boobs too we can't hire you because we don't we don't make enough money to give half of it to our wives off this pod yeah that's true we're already giving half to Cycly. On top of the half he already makes.
0: Yeah, by the way, guys, I looked at the contract. We're getting fucking hosed on this Oh, yeah, anyway. for
2: sure. Yeah. We need to hold out. <laughs> yeah. Let's, all, let's all hold out. Yeah, we're holding out. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Cycli said he's fine with that, South actually. Beach. Let's hold out, and then uh, when all the sexual assault allegations come out for the chick who was, like, doing the cryotherapy on our feet, we're like, oh, well, fuck. Yes, it's Antonio Brown. You're at home wondering. All right, for the mad scientist Brian Banner and our enforcer in the paint Matt Geiger. I'm the mayor Jeff Hornacek. We are the Bro Four Squad podcast. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. Follow us on Twitter at Bro Four Squad. Find us on Letterboxed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. If you type in Bro Four Squad as three separate words and check out our website and all of our squad blogs. Geiger has a great one about uh, movie theaters coming back this year. You need to read bro dot com. Till
2: next time, son of mask sucks. When I was filling out my taxes, I got two grand back, but at the bottom it says has, DeWa- has Deshaun Watson touched you, and I clicked yes, and I got four grand back. That has same thing happened to me. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and it, and then it, it also gave me a metric of how untradeable now is he, which
2: I thought was a little weird. But it yeah, kept I mean, I'd take him on my team. Buy low, you know what I'm saying.